Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting, broadcasting, broadcasting to the world. Broadcasting to the world, to the world, to the world. Spreading the news and information. BlakeRadio.com. Music for your mind, body, and soul. Talk radio at its best. You're listening to Rainbow Soul from BlakeRadio.com. Worry about you. When you're gone, I get blue. So, darling, take care. I worry about you. I'm home every night Wondering if you're All right I knew When we met I'd worry about you to me so much I don't know my heart's in your hands wherever you go Welcome to Topically Yours on the Blake Radio Network, Rainbow Soul. As always, I'm your host, Deirdre Shuler. And you know what? Today I've invited as my guest a man who has his hats in several rings, a producer. Rome Neal is also the artistic theater director of the New Yorkian Poets Cafe, where an artist comes to play their music. 
dance, sing their songs, and recite their poetry, as well as help themselves to banana pudding. And, well, just revel in an atmosphere of creativity. Well, Neil is the man who pulls it all together. He's also won awards for his acting and directorial abilities and is a five-time Adelco Award winner, the recipient of the Lloyd Richards Director's Award, Triumph Award, and Monarch Merit Award. Romil is also a jazz vocalist, as attested by my just playing his song, Worry About You, as the opening to the show. He has performed in the Metropolitan Room, the Museum of the City of New York, Lennox Lounge, Joe's St. Nick's Pub, Mitten's Playhouse, Showman's, among other performance venues. Too many for me to keep citing. And it's no doubt he is a winner and even creates other winners, such as his daughter, Leah Neal. Leah is an NCAA trophy winner and swimming champ associated with the Olympic winning Stanford women's swimming team, and we'll ask him about that later. And Mr. Neal has a CD entitled A Brighter Crooner and has recently released All in the Pudding, his live concert on DVD, as well as his Rome Neal's Banana Pudding Jazz Jam, A Night to Remember. But you heard him giggle in the background, so he's here. So it's my pleasure to introduce him. How are you, Mr. Neal? I'm quite wonderful. Thank you for all those uh, fabulous accolades. Well, you deserve them. So tell me <laughs> about yourself, you know. Well, you, you I, told, I usually you start by asking people the background. <laughs> huh? Well, now you can tell, you can fill out the gaps. But yeah, we'll start yeah. by well, uh, just, you telling me uh, your beginnings, where you were born and raised. Well, I was born in Sumter, South Carolina, and raised in New York. That's in Harlem and in... In Brooklyn, most of my life in Brooklyn. And, well, Brooklyn's um, becoming quite the creative place. Yes, it was kind of creative back there too, <laughs> uh, back in the day. Um, but as a child growing up in Brooklyn, I just I've learned a lot of things. I, I learned. I went to school for um, for business. I went to uh, New York City Community College. I got the opportunity from New York City Community College to go to Africa uh, for Ooh, a couple of months nice. studying. And uh, then I went on to Baruch College. So the business aspect of uh, my life started when I went to uh, New York City Community College. But then I, when I went to Africa, I had this idea of writing a play, and I wrote my first play called God Made Man in His Own Image about a young man st- uh, looking trying to find God in uh, the true religion, so he, who actually went back to Africa to f- try to find a true true religion and came back to New York, New York and still was dumbfounded by um, what he found out in Africa. Um, so well, what did from, you find uh, out in Africa? Did you find true I religion? I found out there? that there were so many different religions that the people were worshiping in Africa and a lot of them were Christian religions and so uh I didn't really find that 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 root that I was looking for at that time um I went to the Muslims uh, in Africa looking for it and found out that 
a lot of those folks didn't know what the true religion was uh, or the basis to um, to to religion or the God that they were serving because it was all in Arabic and they just learned everything in Arabic at that time. With the, I guess it was the people I was speaking to. Uh, so um, and then I didn't really discover the African the origins of of our religion. Uh, until I stumbled across a play called Shango de Ima, which talked about the Orishas and the, and the the African gods of water, the sun, the moon, the ocean, and things of that sort. You know, so um, that put me in sync where I was going, where I was, what I was trying to reach back there in the early seventies. Like I said, I didn't find that out until the 90s and through a stumbling across a play called Shango the Ema, which we did at the New Eureka Poets Cafe. It was nominated for for 11 Adelco Awards, and it won all 11 wow. Adelco Awards. Wow. Yeah, all 11? My goodness. All 11. I particularly won uh, two awards, for one for director and light designer of that show. Right, I saw that that among your skills is light designing as well. Yeah, you know that was back in the day, just doing what it takes to put a show up. I get you. Yeah. Um, well, you're you're you you've done uh, the person I know at Adelco. Can you explain to those that don't know what Adelco is, what it's about? Adelco is an uh, is a group of folks who. Uh, celebrate excellence in black theater. In celebration of, of excellence, there's an award ceremony that happens the 3rd November of every year. And it's usually held, it was held at City College, now it's being held at Symphony Space every every year. Like I said, the third Monday in in November. And it was founded by a lady by the name of Vivian Robinson who felt that there was a need for um, for us to go out and support our own work in, in theater. So she would get groups of people to go out, uh, of her friends to go out to theater and support the, the black artist. Um, this was back and started in the 70s and it's been going on ever since. And lately, uh, the past, I think it was about, 12 years, um, a, a great lady by the name of um, Grace Jones took over, and after the demise of um, Vivian Robinson, Grace Jones took over, and she's been doing a superb job of holding down the Adelco um, organization, like I said, which includes the award ceremony and uh, going out to support theaters, black theater throughout the city. And uh, yours truly has been fortunate to receive quite a few of those awards, for not only for myself, but uh, uh, an array of artists who who performed with me and for me over the years. Actually, one of them I'm very proud of. I'm proud of them all, but one of them is uh, who's just uh, making a, a name for himself uh, is a gentleman by the name of Ron Cephas Jones. There's a TV show called This Is Us. It's on mm. NBC, and he played the grandfather character on that show, 
who just recently uh, died of cancer, not him personally, but the character did, and he's receiving many accolades and possibility of an Emmy nomination for his uh, for Wow, his that's wonderful. Yeah. But now his character has died off on the show. Yeah, it's died off, but you know, it, it's the type. It's it's a must see show. I mean, I I just I I just love the show and and uh, the wonderful stories that it tells around a, a family, and uh, so the character probably you know it will come back you know here and there, but he's not as he's not going to be there as, as a long extended character every every day that you see the show. Yeah. But uh, well, tell me how, how are you. How were you drawn to to the theater and, and music early on? You you mentioned going to Africa and looking for uh, the God Source, but what drew yeah. you to uh, the well, express? Was it the expression? It, it was well. I, I you know I had the expression. You know I had something to say. I want you know, uh, and I, and the best way to say it was to write it. You know, and so ended up writing that. That first play that uh, again, I, you know, was, it, I took a class in in, uh, in New York City Community College, and uh, it was uh, uh, they wanted to in order to get the trip to go to Africa, you had to write about something that you were interested in in Africa, and that was, like I said, I wanted to find out um, the true God or the true source of religion, you know, and uh, I wrote that that um, paper and that's what got me to uh, the award to go to to Africa and while I was there since you know you, you write a paper and then next thing you know you're writing a play about it you know? exactly. uh, that, and then the that next was, thing you know uh, you're producing it and starring in it and and uh, directing yes. it how did you know I started in the play <laughs> I, I did start in that play. Come to think of it, yeah, yeah. Again, you know, you try to get uh, people to do the work, and uh, you end up you have being the one that have so, so much to say. So you, you end up being the actor, the director, uh, wearing all those hats that you were talking about. Um, and then you know, after writing a couple of plays, but. It, Becoming an actor more so, and uh, and director, I started to work in theater in Brooklyn and a, a park called Tompkins Park. It's no longer Tompkins Park; it's called Herbert von King Park now, in Brooklyn, where I had the opportunity of being a resident uh, director for four years. And when I left there, I came to the city, Manhattan, to audition for plays and things, and I ended up at a place called Theater for the New City where I did the first off-Broadway production of that play. That uh, God, It was entitled God Made Man in His Own Image. Uh, I did the play then, and it took off. It did some wonderful things for me as an actor, director at Theater for the New City. And later I auditioned at the New Eurekan Poets Cafe for a, for a play by... A, great playwright and Miguel Pinero. Miguel Pinero had written a play called New Eureka Nights and I came on board and took on the character. It was a love fest from then on and um, from an actor to a director in residence to artistic theater director 
and we've directed many wonderful plays at the New York Post Cafe over the year, award-winning plays, as, as I told you earlier, and uh, plays by Ishmael Reed, plays by um, Amiri Baraka, um, Wesley Brown. Um, I did my adaptation of Shakespeare's Julius Caesar set in Africa at the New York Post Cafe, and uh, like I said, it was a love fest of just doing these great works and then a good friend of mine, Lawrence Holder, offered the play to me entitled Monk about Thelonious Monk. This uh-huh. one-man show that he had written specifically for me, I did in How did you get into the character of Monk? I don't know. I think how, you know, I was just being the actor that I am and uh, I got a reading for a play, a two-character play about Monk. Uh, The other character was um, Butt Powell and Thelonious Monk and I did a rehearsal for the reading and I I guess I didn't know who Thelonious Monk was at that time but I did this rehearsal and it was something, some kind of chemistry that really clicked for me in that reading I didn't get the chance to do the actual production of that show um, or the next reading because I missed the rehearsal and the director got someone else to do it. But but um, the playwright, Lawrence Holder, always had me in mind for this Thelonious Monk character because he said, you look like the guy, you know. And uh, so later on he wrote this one-man show for me and uh, I've been doing it for the past 17 years. And Apropos wow. right now because this is Thelonious's hundredth um, birthday coming up in October, October tenth. So the possibilities of uh, pulling it back out to do it again, once again, or a couple of times this year, just in homage to Thelonious because he's such a he's the one that turned me out to loving jazz and promoting jazz and singing jazz by doing that play. Wow. Well, tell me about what 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 does it take to be a good director? I mean, you have a different view as a director than you do would have as an actor, correct? What does the director see the actor doesn't? I think the director sees and feels because uh, you're outside. You sit. You're, you're like an audience member, and you're sitting down looking at a show. And if it feels good to you. You enjoy yourself with it, and and you, if you're directing it, you use that whatever you see or feel, you keep it in the play. And if you don't like it, you you critique it and and move on to something else, or or, or work your actors to give you some kind of other energy that you need for that particular play. Uh, and since I'm an actor, you know you have to do your research and you have to do your um, development of your character and you you're at the the whims of the audience who feels what you you're you're giving to them as an as an audience member you know if they really like it you know then you've you've done your job and and if they don't you you've got to go go in and shed and do some more homework on your character but uh, a, a director really, you know, I told, I think I was on another radio show and Felicia Richard asked that question. Uh, it was like, for me, a director just sits and enjoys, if I like it, if I enjoy it, 
I'll use it. And then there's technical things that you have to to look at your your lighting, your set, your sound. Um, I, I even go as far as say smell. You know, if it's you know certain aromas that when I direct the play, I may use a certain aroma in the house. You know, mm. to appease the audience, or, or maybe you know, like if if it's a if it's a outdoors wood woodsy scene, you know, you may have a smell of greenery or something like that, you know. Well, that's interesting. Uh, and I, I like to burn incense, so it would be nice to have a nice smell when you're sitting there in the audience enjoying a play. Well, you, you mm-hmm. directed uh, Don't Explain. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, is it Shango de Ima? Well, Don't Explain was a story about Lee Morgan jazz trumpet player, and that's the gentleman I was telling you about, Ron Cephas Jones, who won the Adelco Award for lead actor in that that, that uh, play, and is who plays the grandfather in the uh, William in the character in the, uh, the the TV show This Is Us. An interesting interesting thing about uh, Don't Explain is that Don't Explain opened at the New York Poets Cafe in 91. And uh, it's a play about Lee Morgan, who his wife actually came into the club, slugs that he was playing in, and, and murdered him on, on when he was what? on stage. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a documentary out about it right now. It's a must-see. It's called I Call Him Morgan. Playing at the Lincoln Center Complex over there on 65th Street, it's a must-see documentary. I saw it twice. Um, I guess because I'm so close to it by doing the play about his life, you know, which we took little liberties there, but it really depicts Lee Morgan and what was going on at the time and the club atmosphere. It was a wonderful piece. I loved that play. Again, it was that one was nominated for seven awards and won seven Adelco Awards. Well, you were also awarded the Monarch Merit Award for your contributions to theater. Are, what you're just mentioning now, is that considered the contributions or have you have you done other works within theater? I know that sometimes you help Adelco uh, with their publicity. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I, sometimes I, I still do. We've been constantly working with Adelco to to promote this organization. They've been so good to me. I mean, over the years, if you you won these awards, you just don't walk away from them and not support it. It is it is a nonprofit organization, and it does need support from its members. And being one of the members, I you know I feel obligated to always support Adelco. Well, speaking of that, with, with uh, Donald Trump cutting off or trying to uh, strip the uh, the National Endowment of the Arts and public broadcasting, is it getting even harder to get funding? Well, it's always been hard. I mean, I've I've done many years of plays over the years, and uh, uh, at one point when people really believed in us, uh, we were getting. Uh, grants and things of that sort, but lately the grants have dwindled down to little or nothing, um, so it is getting very difficult to do theater. I think one of the reasons why I just 
produce as much as I do anymore. Um, I'm very fortunate to have a play play playwright like Ishmael Reed, and, and who's a good friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, every once in a while, he comes to he has a play and he brings it to New York, and and we produce that at the New York Poets Cafe. And we're looking forward to doing a workshop of a, a new piece of his called Life Among the Aryans uh, at, in June. So um, look out for that. But, uh, yeah, it's difficult. It's, it's been difficult. And with these cuts, uh, proposed cuts uh, supposed to happen, um, it's going to get to be even more so. Uh, now we, you know, theater, people have to realize that theater is an economic um, boost to the economy and, as well as um, cultural boost. You know, people go out to see plays. You have to travel. You have to buy some something to eat. You have you usually take a partner with you. Uh, tickets for the shows you actually pay for. Uh, pay for a ticket. You you're paying your your, your actors, your directors, your, your producers, and you, people get jobs through through theater, just like you do through TV and and um, and and. Um, and Broadway and uh, those sources. So we we definitely you can't cut this. If you cut it, you got to get the money from somewhere to produce. And you know, I'm sure that the commercial vehicles will have to step step up their the game to help produce these these shows that need to be produced because. Uh, like I said, without theater and community, you lose a certain amount of, um, of viable capital that that comes into the city, also. Or as well as the stories of the nation. Oh, of course, the stories. You know. I mean, that reflects the country, the stories of your people, your nation. So it is, it is vital. Um, but yeah. it's getting. It's getting more and more expensive to to do it and and to attend it, unfortunately. <laughs> Tell me, you know, it's you, you try to keep the the prices down and uh, uh, <clears throat> cost factors just are zooming now. You know, you know, just the cost of living in the city. Period. You know, is definitely. It's, but tell me about yeah. your association with the New York Regan. Well, like I said earlier, I started with the New York Regan back in eighty eighty five uh, as an actor and, and went into directing and uh, artistic theater director, and and then um, became a member of the board of directors and now I'm a chairman of the board of directors there also. And the New Eurekan has been going strong for over 40 years and presenting some wonderful works in poetry, theater, and music. There's a program um, there called the SLAM Poetry Program, and it's been going on for many years, and it's been sold-out nights almost every Friday night. You see a line almost down, down the block folks trying to get in to be a part of the poetry slam or or to listen to some great poets speak and poets who have have gone all over the world to do their poetry and have been picked up to, from the cafe 
tell me about your daughter because so we're getting close to. We have a jazz program, uh, Banana Putting Jazz, that I instituted 14 years ago. This is the 14th anniversary of Banana Putting Jazz, and uh, we're getting ready to uh, celebrate our 14th anniversary June 3rd at the New York Poets Cafe. 14 years of producing some great jazz, producing some wonderful artists over the years, and uh, we look forward to celebrating June June 3rd for that. I'm just, you know, I'm a promoter of sorts, too, so I must say that May 6th, please come out to see yours truly, Rome Neal, as the featured jazz artist at the New Year's Poets Cafe, Rome Neal's Banana Putting Jazz, and I'll be singing some wonderful jazz standards for each and everyone's pleasure. So for those who don't know, the New Year's Poets Cafe is located at 236 East 3rd Street between B and C Avenues on the Lower East Side. And for further information, go to our website, www.newyorican.org. I'll repeat that. That's newyorican.org for information about Rome Neal's Banana Putting Jazz poetry slam, the Latin jazz that we have, and all the other wonderful events that go on at the cafe yearly. And you, well, you also, said uh, I wanna... about my daughter, my daughter, Leah yeah. Neal. Yes. She's a two-time Olympic swimmer. Um, she she won a bronze medal for the 4 by one free relay in 2012 in London and just recently 2016 in Rio she received a silver medal um for the 4 by 1 free relay and she yeah she's she was a student she's a student at Stanford University where she attends school with none other than Katie Ledecky the fastest female swim fastest female swimmer in the world right now <laughs> And uh, mm-hmm. Simone Manuel, who is uh, a four-time Olympic um, medalist, also. So they they they're on the team at. Um, well, she was on the team. She just um, she just she's in in graduation mode. So she's she's completed her obligation for the swim team. And uh, at the NCAA championships, they. They won the championship for the first time in 19 years, and uh, she's on to doing some of the the, the uh, U.S. swim meets as as well as training for the world championships in August. And her name well, is good Leah luck Neal. to her. Yes. Good luck to her. Uh, we're we're getting close to the end of the show, but I wanted to ask you about your DVD and your uh, CD. Yeah, people. If people are interested in in the DVD, the CD, uh, go to my website romeneal dot com. R O M E N E A L dot com. And if, more information about what I'm doing, who I am, and what I've done is on that website. And, and interesting people becoming sponsors for Banana Putting Jazz because again when Funders are not um, supporting you. You need to go to the public and say, hey, put your name behind this because 
it's viable and it will get you um a sponsorship will get your name out there as far as your business is concerned and as far as you being the person that supports the arts. Exactly. exactly. And we look forward to you coming into the house again, Deidre. Enjoy having well, you. Next uh, time I'm going to, uh, yeah, next time I'm going to be prepared for the, for, <laughs> for the trek for me. <laughs> It's yeah, a trek you know, for me we, because you know, I'm so far up by the bro- uh, Yonkers almost. Yeah, we do banana pudding jazz, and people think that you know it's one of those type of shows you can you go and you see a set and you can go home. You know, we don't kick you out, you know, and bring in another group of people. We let you stay the entire night and we give you delicious banana pudding that yours truly make, and uh, we have an exciting time. There's an open mic that happens after the feature, and uh, we open it up to newcomers and um, it's just a, a superb um, evening of jazz music and just a lot of fun and we have, within this evening there's poetry also well it's been a pleasure and, and you know the time went by so fast it, it even took me by surprise yes, it I, I should have made it an hour show no, but no. I I, I, I I thank you for for being my guest today. Is there anything that I haven't asked that that you would like to say before we close? You asked me for a poem. I know that you, you said something about did you have a poem? To, um, yeah. I don't know. I'll give you, this is a poem I wrote for my daughter. I can give that to you. Okay. But, uh, it's called um, Leah. Leah, loving A finals, taking the lead to win in your heat. With that winning look, parting the waves with your eyes like jazz, you are A flat major triad chord making a sound that resounds throughout the world. A dream come true. Ladies' luck. Ladies' luck. Ladies' luck. After three boys, God has answered Sue's prayers. A lovely little girl, a little girl, a girl. Happy little girl taking bows for success at three years old while listening to Patty sing somewhere over the rainbow. And you performing spins in your tutu that never seems to end. Plies, pirouettes, rolling on the floor, spinning round and round, never seeming to stop making us all dizzy just watching you weave your web of excellence. Leah, a precious energy. Jump, Leah, jump, jump in and swim in the music, in the movement, in the moment. Music of the spirit which makes you smile through tears of joy. Life is yours. Take it with Coochie Chaka Leah. Lovely, lovely. And on that note, the curtain has dropped, and I thank you so much for gracing my show. Mr. Neal, we'll have to come back and follow through when when you do your next production. Well, this is the Blake Radio, and we're looking forward to having you again. And this is the Blake Radio Network, Rainbow Soul. I'm Deirdre Shuler, your host, and our guest today was Rome Neal. I advise you to go down to the New York Poets Cafe and see him. And I want to thank my audience for tuning in and making my topic 
topically yours. And well, I'm going to end the show now with the instrumental part of Don't Worry About You. Oh, I worry about you. Thank mm-hmm. you.